I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. I don't have enough time. Do you find yourself saying that often? I do too. You are listening to episode 155 with Jen Riday, improving your time management by letting things go. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Welcome back to the show. I am such a huge fan of Jen Riday and her podcast, Vibrant Happy Woman. I actually got to be a guest on her show last week, so I'll link to that episode in the show notes. And I have to tell you, she is an incredible interviewer. And I so loved talking to her about my journey of progress, not perfection. And we also got into how this translated to my spiritual life, which I think you would find interesting. Now Jen gets to be on my show and talking about something that I thought she would be a total expert on, how to better manage your time. If you're already feeling nervous about this episode because this is something you struggle with, do not fret. This is actually a conversation that I think will give you a lot more hope about how you will be able to better manage your time because Jen twists things around. It's more about letting things go than it is about hyper managing your life. First, so many of you have joined the five day sleep makeover challenge. Yay. And again, this was 100% free and not in the please put your credit card here way free. No, this is so free. All you have to do is add in your email address and then you will get five easy ways to transform your sleep 
um, with a real sleep expert and how I translated that in the real world. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com slash sleep makeover. Second, my Rediscover You workshop has only around 15 tickets left. That's not very many folks. It is on May 4th in Utah, and it is a full day event, including gourmet food, a really in-depth workbook, and you will feel spoiled. I'm speaking alongside my guest speakers, Meg Miles of MomStrong Utah and Jamie Cook of Wander and Scout. Make sure you snag your ticket before they're gone, and you can find that at About Progress on my website aboutprogress.com slash rediscover you. If you've been following along with our habits month, that means you have learned about how to change your sleep. You figured out what your motivational style is. And next it is time to think about how you are managing your time. I thought there was no better woman to have on the show than Jen Riday, who is a working mother of six children. I am what I call a women's happiness expert. And that is born out of my own deep misery that I had over a decade ago as a mom of six Mm -hmm. and having a miscarriage. And so I I took everything I knew from grad school and self-help and became a life coach and a podcaster. My podcast is called Vibrant Happy Women. And it's my life's work, in addition to being a mom, to help women find themselves, get their sparkle back and have more time for what really matters. Oh, that's beautiful. I have definitely benefited from your podcast so much. And one of the things that had really drawn me into you in the first place was how deliberate you are with fixing your routines and your habits to match the life that you want to live. And this month we're talking about habits. So I thought, well, who's better to talk about this than a mom of six and a podcaster and life coach, Jen Rite, on how to manage your time better. So how about we start before you were good at that? <laughs> one one was time management, not your strong suit for you. That's a funny one because I was kind of born good at it. Really? So when, uh, yeah, when that's I not what I want to hear, Jen. Okay, <laughs> I'm well, just we kidding. Can change that. No, no, no. <laughs> tell, tell us the truth. That's all right. Um, well, l- let's back up. So I was born fairly organized. I yeah. remember cleaning my room at age five without being asked, wanting it to be organized. So there was that type A drive from the beginning. And, um, but really in the end, that was born out of this need to please my parents. I grew up on a farm in Southwest Iowa Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to get that love and approval that I think all of us want from our parents. Well, but being Midwesterners, my parents didn't really give that praise very readily. Mm -hmm. So I think I was always just chasing perfectionism a little bit and trying to achieve. So I was uh, really good in school and I did well in band and piano and basketball. And I went to college and I got my PhD. I mean, just chasing, chasing, chasing something. And then I became a stay-at-home mom and I was going to do that perfect too. And that's Uh that's when the breaks were put on, when I realized, oh, you can't do that perfectly. So th- yeah. I think that's when I hit a rock bottom with time management. When you hit that place when you realize, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this by the book and I'm sure messing this up and you get a little bit depressed and anxious and then time management gets really hard because you lose that motivation. And so that that would be my low point with time management. Okay. Well, I, you know, it's helpful to hear that. I'm not glad for that happening to you. But I'm glad to hear that even someone who was more naturally inclined to order and systems 
still felt that this transition to to motherhood and a lot of children for you was was more than you were equipped with to deal with because so much of what we do as moms uh you can't count on right you can't count on them doing everything right and in line and in order it's just part of the job and until you accept that it's going to be an uphill battle exactly and not just with kids but um my husband and I met in grad school and and wanted all oh, of yeah. the kids and wanted wanted the great family but from almost the beginning we had a ton of conflict and yeah. so this ideal I had always have had of this perfect family and I was going to be Maria from the sound of music <laughs> I was going to be Mary Poppins oh yeah it was so so <laughs> devastating to watch this conflict happen and of course, I blame my husband completely at first. Now I can see sure. I was part of the problem too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so a lot of depression for that unmet expectation that, hmm, gosh, I mean, this isn't how I wanted it to look. This is a bummer. And, you know, it's tough when that happens. I, but um, I guess the, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that wall happened to me after I had my third. Um, those unmet expectations in myself just how disappointed I was with what kind of mom I was ending up being, you know, than I thought I would be. Yes. What child, like what number child did that tend to happen to you? Like what phase were you like, whoa, this is so different than what I was expecting or even hoped for or planned on for myself? I've seen pictures of myself somewhere around child three or four where mm -hmm. I was pregnant and crawling yeah. around on the ground, crawling around, picking up wrapping paper. <laughs> and I just looked like death warmed over. That's, Aww. that's pretty much when I was, um, you know, you're just tired and you haven't learned yet at that point that, Oh, you have to take care of yourself too. All right. Yes. We forgot that part. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So a big part of how I feel like you transformed your time management, um, and at least in what I've heard on your show, is you incorporating time for yourself and learning yes. how that needed to be a top priority. So for those moms who are listening, whether they are stay-at-home moms or work at work moms or work-at-home moms, it's hard no matter what. Um how were you able to change how you were managing your time um, in small ways that made time for you and your priorities outside of your self-care realm? You know, it really comes down to one simple thing that's really not so simple, but it sounds simple. Yeah. And that is when we base our use of time on all of these expectations and shoulds from our parents or society or our spouse or a magazine or Pinterest, all of those crushing expectations that are impossible to live. If we believe those lies and take that as truth, we will never have enough time. Yeah. So the trick really is to stop doing all of it and get really quiet and really grounded and centered. I, I like to meditate. Some people like to pray or journal or be in nature. But for me, it was kind of a, a cross of meditation and prayer and just saying, uh, yeah, why am I doing all this? Mm. What is really important? What do I really want my kids to know? 
And Hmm. the answer for me was I wanted them to see what it looks like to have a vibrant and happy mom, which Mm. became the name of my podcast, Vibrant and Happy Women. Uh Because if I was going to do all of this stuff and be this grumpy and exhausted mom, I had failed. I wasn't giving them the thing I wanted more than anything, a memory of their mom being vibrant and happy. And I I really believe kids, especially our daughters, but all kids will grow up to kind of live their lives the way they saw their parents doing it. And Mm -hmm. if I wasn't modeling this deep peace and happiness, then it was all for nothing. So when you get to that place and realize, oh, this is what's important. Then you have this power inside of you to start saying, no, no, I'm not baking 24 PTA cupcakes. I, I am not going to redecorate that room right now. I don't really care because if I can't feel calm and happy, none of this matters. That's where time management begins for me. Oh, so interesting. So I love how this isn't getting into a how to like A, B, C, D. First you do this, first you do this. What you're saying is stop. Stop it all mm-hmm. and take uh, count of what matters to you in your life and what really gives you peace and then learn mm-hmm. how to say no. I love that. Yes. And I, if you want a practical step. Yes. yes that comes stop next, and I guess. Figure out, yeah. <laughs> stop and, and get calm and grounded and understand what's important to you. And I like to recommend choosing your top four priorities. What okay. are your top four and so for me, not in order, those would be my spirituality, um, my family, my health and my career. Mm-hmm. And you figure out what those are and then look at everything you're doing. And if it's not helping one of those four areas, let it go. Mm-hmm. And often we'll find out that PTA volunteering or whatever else might not be meeting your top needs. So you write the check instead of giving them your time because time mm-hmm. is our most precious commodity or you buy those cookies instead of baking them you're creating time all the time when you start saying these are the top four priorities I'm going to say no to the rest so Mm. this year my top four priorities are I just mentioned um, spirituality family health and career Mm -hmm. and I wanted to spend more time with friends so I thought okay it's not in my top four but I really do want to be healthier. So I'm going to work out with friends so you can still squeeze those things in, but you've got to still tackle it in light of those top four priorities, those things that you know you have to do first or you're going to feel empty inside. So that's kind of a good filter where our, our listeners can start. So I am thinking about some people who are listening who, who hear you and believe you, but also discount their option to be still and to think that through. They're just so overwhelmed with the responsibilities on their plate and overwhelmed at taking that time that they don't even know how to do that. For you, what did you do to build in that space to even give yourself reflection? Yeah, great question. First, I always recommend getting up before your kids. And some people roll their eyes and say, that's not happening. Okay, either you're going to do it or you're not. So if you're going to do it, that's when you build in the time. And I have a friend, uh, Stephanie, who actually told her kids, mama's not available till seven. 
sorry, you can play in your room. Yeah. And that, that works if your kids are of a certain age, obviously yeah, sure. if you have an infant, it's <laughs> yeah, not going to work. Of course. But then it, let's, let's go to the next best step. A lot of listeners probably have a spouse or partner. You say to them, um, I need my hour to myself today and I'm going to go get it. And you get in your car, your minivan and you go get it. Sometimes I'll drive in my van and there's this kind of beautiful outlook over our city and I'll drive up there. And then at this point, in fact, it's probably not even a path you're supposed to be driving on, but I do anyway. <laughs> Go um, for it, I park up there. Yeah. I park up there and um, I have my quiet and mm. no one's in the van with me. You have to kind of create these opportunities. And some people think it, it happens when you're going to the bathroom. Oh, nah, it doesn't work. You have to yeah. kind of leave sometimes just to be away from the pressure of it all where you mm -hmm. can be still and hear your intuition, God, the universe, whatever language you use for that. And that's where you'll get this heart-centered answer on how you can create that space for what really matters, how you can create space for joy and fun and connection and love, all those feelings that get pushed to the back burner if all we care about is our to-do list. Okay, this is so applicable for so many women, especially I'm thinking about just a similar time of life, like when you're adjusting to a family and perhaps a career and losing your yourself and your interests along the way. And what I love, what you just said is if you're committed, like you need to be committed to what matters to mm -hmm. you. And if you don't know what that is, you need to be committed to finding out. And if you are, then you can ask for that time. You can pay for that time or you can even exchange with a friend to get that time you need mm -hmm. to be still and reflect. Exactly. And a lot of people say, oh, I'd feel too guilty. Mm -hmm. But you have to step back just for a moment, even in the shower. And remember, if I can't even create 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes of space for myself today or every day, then something's off balance. And your kids your loved ones, whoever, your coworkers, they're going to pick up on that frazzled energy. Mm -hmm. we, we just have to think, what legacy do I want to leave? Is it this, oh my gosh, I have to be so perfect in this perfect house and perfect hair. And, mm -hmm. but in the end, your kids know when you're empty inside. Mm -hmm. And so when you feel guilty for it, you've got to step back and remember who are you really and what are your kids really going to remember and what do you want that to be? Then, then the guilt falls away. Oh, I love that. So that's like that per that perspective, being committed to that greater perspective of what you want out of your life and your legacy and what you want your children to remember. I think that's fantastic. Um, for someone, yeah, they say that, let's say they've taken this time, they've, they've been still and they have been able to come up with their priorities what do they do from there? <laughs> because I'm sure a lot of people um, can name those and in a shorter amount of time, but then it's reforming how they have been living their lives. That's the next overwhelming step. I like to suggest people plan each week, week one week at a time. So I have a program called Time Mastery for Women. Yes. And I teach this in there, but I'll go ahead and share it with your listeners. Oh, They'll get great. A, yeah. like a little insider scoop. Nice. But to plan your week at a glance, take a, a sheet of paper or maybe create a computer printout. I have something I've created digitally and divide it into the seven days of the week. Get your scheduled items on there 
and you'll see, oh, wow, this is my week right here. Then schedule in your routines that help you meet your priorities. If one of your priorities is health, hopefully in your routines, maybe a morning routine, you have 7, 10, 15, 20 minutes for exercise, for example, or maybe a little time for your meditation. These things that allow us to fill our cups and stay juicy spiritually and emotionally juicy inside instead of brittle. Mm -hmm. And so you build in the must do appointments and the routines. And then, then those other spaces are for, you know, well, I guess first you would schedule time for those priorities. In addition to the routines for me, family, career, health and spirituality. Then only then after all of that important stuff is in the big rocks, do you put the to-do list stuff in there? And most of us live in the opposite way. The to-do list dominates our thoughts. Mm. Oh, I have this pile of laundry and I have this sink full of dishes and, oh, I got to cook this meal. And, oh, someone called, they want me to take a meal for this person who had a baby and it's complete chaos. And we're not getting the big rocks in if we don't plan with a purpose, like I, I like to say, and get those big priorities into our life through scheduling and routines. Then, only then do we leave the spaces for those unimportant tasks that really mean nothing in mm-hmm. the terms of our life legacy. Absolutely. Okay. So don't think about the to-dos. Start with your priorities. That's first. That's a primary yes. focus each week. How long does it take you to plan out your week? One hour, usually. I do it on Sundays. And sometimes that's one of my minivan moments when I get in the mini <laughs> minivan and drive away and do it quietly. So no one bothers me. Yeah. Uh, but my husband's, my husband's getting really good at supporting this. And remember I said he and I fought a lot. I, I used to think he didn't care at all how I felt. Yeah. He actually was just reacting to my frazzled energy, mm-hmm. my impatience and stress. He could feel it just oozing off of me. And I didn't know that. The happier I get, the easier family life is, the better our marriage is. What a gift. Because then our kids aren't growing up with conflict and stress and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's juicier. I love that word right now. It's It's more peaceful. And all because... I'm putting those big rocks first. And one of those big rocks is how I feel because really energetically women are like the sun. I like to say as we shift and increase our light, all those planets orbiting around us, spouse, kids, friends, they can't help but shift in response because they will feel it. That's Mm -hmm. why our happiness, our energy is one of the most important gifts we can give our family and we shouldn't feel guilty for that. Amen. Uh, so I, when I first heard an hour though, I have to admit my jaw was like, Oh, (laughs) that's a lot of time. And if you, when you first started doing this, did you start at an hour or how can we work up to that for people who were like, Whoa, I don't even know how to do it for 10 minutes just because it's so new and it's so overwhelming. Um, what can they do to start small and gradually build on that? Because I know you're good at building on habits as well. I guess you start small. Maybe that first week you you just write, uh, take a sheet of paper and get your seven columns and get your scheduled appointments in there and you look at it. You're like, wow, this is busy. And maybe you figure out what you can cut. Hmm. Um, but I real I really feel that bare minimum you have to have 10 minutes 
every day. That's time to kind of refill your cup, get juicy again instead of brittle. And so somewhere in there, you've got to schedule that bare minimum. Uh-huh. That's, Do you mean I'm time gonna leave to it yourself? Right there. Time to yourself or time to plan? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh and I know time to yourself. Okay. Not just time to yourself for things like Manny Petty or watching This Is Us. Yes. I'm talking about time to get quiet, time to refuel. So it might be that that hot bath. It might be exercise. Whatever refuels you the best that makes you feel really calm and peaceful, that's the thing. Okay. And then great. increase it over time. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, when you said an hour, I thought you meant you, you plan for an hour, but you're saying you take an hour to be still each week and incorporate that into your planning. Is that what you were saying? No, I take an hour every Sunday to plan the whole week. So I, I really do. And, and I'm not alone in suggesting that, um, Richard and Linda Iyer, uh, have a book called joyful mother of children. I Mm -hmm. think it's called. And Stephen Covey talked about sharpening your saw. These one hour planning sessions are quite common for people who want you to live a life filled or centered around your priorities. So the hour is pretty standard amount of time to get your appointments in there, to think about what you want to do with each of your kids. Maybe you want that mommy son date or that, you know, a date with your spouse. Um, Maybe you want to hug each other more in your home, whatever. You you just get these little thoughts and goals written into your calendar. Then you create the space for these unimportant things like laundry and dishes. Yeah. Let's let's paint the alternative, right? If you're not taking the time to plan, even if you have to start with 20 minutes and then build on that to a half hour and more, you know, because I think what you'll see is the benefit, the fruit of the labor you're putting in there. The reverse is, is what? Like painting a picture. What is it like? <laughs> there, there's a saying that says, fail to plan and you plan to fail. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> if you don't know where you're putting these big rocks and have a plan for it, life will happen. Mm-hmm. Diaper changes, laundry, dishes, all of the stuff. And then you'll be empty by the end of the day. Yes. And I... I I want to challenge the idea that someone, every woman here can't find an hour. I I Mm -hmm. honestly don't believe that's true. I don't believe it. I know you can ask a a friend, a spouse, a parent to watch your kids for an hour. I know that. Yeah. I reject that claim that you can't find it. So there, I'm being tough. Tough You know what? That's what we (laughs) need to hear here because I'm just trying to speak on behalf of the people who I know are going to be like, but, but, you know, have those excuses. But you've said this from the beginning of our conversation. Your commitment will help you carry through with what is going Mm -hmm. to help you the most. And I think if you give it an honest shot, you're going to see the fruits of your labor there. And otherwise, you're a ship tossed to and fro. You know, you're just carried about instead of carrying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And... I will admit, I don't always do it perfectly. Are there weeks I miss it? Yes. Do those weeks feel more chaotic and stressful? 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't know up from down. And by the end of the week, I'm like, whoa, what was that? Uh I don't like that feeling. Yeah. It's just creating patterns of success, creating a container of the life you want to have. Wonderful. So I used to be what I call like a heavy heavy duty perfectionist. And then what that resulted in my life was then becoming a very underachieving perfectionist. So I'm one of those people that if I imagine myself 
managing my time, I am planning by the minute, you know, by the second and really just getting too hardcore in there. Um, So what can you say for people like me who procrastinate doing these things because of their perfectionist natures that are getting in their way of moving forward? Okay. That's a great question. For some people, maybe you really can't plan in this way. And to those of you who are like that, I recommend an app called Fabulous. Have you heard of it? I have not heard of that. No. So the Fabulous app is essentially aimed at helping you build in these cup filling routines into your day. And you don't have to schedule them because it's a routine. So my morning routine, the first thing the Fabulous app will have you do is, I believe, hydrate get that water in. That makes a huge difference for your whole day if you're hydrated because you'll have way more energy. Yeah. You'll be way more patient. So you don't have to do them at any set time. But once you do, you check it off. And I'm going to push the button now. Maybe it will ring in the microphone. Listen. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. (laughs) And then if you do the next one, you'll get a better sound. Nice. I'm check. I'm checking. So this is off. like Pavlov's dog. You know, you're like, yeah, exactly. I did it. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. It gives you a sound. It gives you a picture. This is um. This was created by scientists in a univer- a couple of different universities who collaborated. It's real brain science that makes you feel so good. It's not just the checklist, but you get the sound effects. That's like, yes, it's like our own little video game for our life. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's brilliant. If if you can't plan and you don't want to do that one hour, I totally give you all permission to to try the fabulous app. I love it. So that's so good. That's helpful to know, especially if you are that ship being tossed to and fro and you just need to get centered in some basic self-care routines first Mm -hmm. before getting Mm -hmm. a hold of your time. That seems like a fantastic way to start. So I love that you said that. Yeah. And this is a good one for any of our listeners who are facing depression, which can happen in the Northern hemisphere in the winter when you have no motivation. I know everyone can roll over and drink some water and click that little button I just clicked Mm -hmm. and you've done some self-care. Fantastic. And maybe a week later you add a little more and you come back out of that spiral you've fallen down into. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I'm again, getting this thread through of committing to your priorities. So when you really know what matters to you, you know that what matters is exercise so you can be outside and get some mental restoration, but it might not be like an hour and a half gym session. So you're getting in the self-care that works for you instead of what works for everybody else on the internet. Yes. Exactly. And science is starting to show that even just seven minutes of working out, if you do it, you know, maybe four or five times a week is as effective as that 30 minute cardio session. If you do it high intensity, so you can get this, there's an app called seven where you just do a seven minute workout, or maybe you just walk. But if you make the intention to feel good Mm -hmm. from the self care, instead of trying to be perfect, then it becomes so much easier. Then the measuring stick is only how you feel inside and no one else. It's really looking inward and then you can drop perfectionism pretty fast. Exactly. And I think that's where 
um, my fellow recovering perfectionists are going to get hung up on their, their time management is so much about what's going on around them instead of what matters within and where they are choosing to spend their time. And that's where I'd like to spend our last little bit of time here is talking about this myth of balance, because I think what people think it is, is balance means perfection, that the meals are already on time, the laundry's always done, the work is being fulfilled, the kids are all happy, and everything's done Mm. perfect, you know, or not even perfect, but just done, you know, and that isn't possible. So for you, when you're managing your time, how can we translate that to this myth of balance? Well, you know, in terms of how people picture balance and is supposed to be in their lives. You know, I once had to take one of my kids to see a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and I was telling her how stressed out. Here's my perfectionism from the past. It's really shifted. I was telling her how stressed out I was that he didn't have all A's and he should care and he's not going to be able to go to college. And Mm -hmm. she looked at me and she, she said, you know, the kids and the teens that I see that are the most balanced are the B students. She said those A students have more psychological problems. And I've thought about that ever since. Wow. And yeah, yeah. That's, that was yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know about right, you, but right. that was me. Yes. What and she's so describing. my rule of, yeah, <laughs> I agree. And so my rule of thumb is 50 to 80% is a plus. Anything above that Ooh. is unhealthy. And, oh, and I, I <laughs> yeah, 50 to 80% done is done. So lowering the standards enough in that realm lets my husband succeed when he's taking over the house and cleaning it up. It's 50 to 80%. Hey, we're done. We rock this. A plus. Yes. Just making that the standard in our minds. And it's hard to make that shift. Don't get me wrong. Cause I grew up with a mom who had a pristine house and mm-hmm. I had the straight A's and mm-hmm. I feel better though. It's essentially a shift to slowly becoming more type B, you know, instead of type A, which in the end makes us feel neurotic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 50 to 80% is an A plus. You know, and I have to tell you, Jen, I totally connect with you on there because that's the shift I've seen in myself too. And with that, I mean, we, we, I think we can give type B's a bad rap and saying that they're not, or a bad rep and saying that they're not um, persistent or don't follow through. And that's not what I think. I think they are more forgiving and I think they are more creative and that's where the light comes in. And that's the shift I've mm-hmm. seen as well. It makes all the difference. And if you think about the people that are the most fun to be around, where you just feel good in their presence, it's rarely the type A people because you can feel their intensity mm-hmm. and that it just makes you feel lacking because there's an energy about it. But, you mm-hmm. know, so that's kind of my new ideal. And I, I think yes. about it and I hold it up as the example. And that's what I want. I want more mess. I want to <laughs> show people that it's okay. And give others permission to let go as well and stop trying to live a magazine or Pinterest life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I had one guest who was talking about motherhood and I've never forgotten what she said. And she said, you know, mess is where the magic happens. And she's right. Mm -hmm. Jen, this was so fantastic. I learned so much from you and it's totally given me, and I like to say this to my listeners, like, did you get a hug and a kick in the pants at the same time? That's my goal. And you have done that for me today because you have inspired me to be more committed to making time to purposely plan for what's going to matter for me that week. And so I really thank you personally. And I know this is going to help my listeners too. Thanks so much for being on the show. 
Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com slash free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. Um, well, isn't there a saying, fail, uh, plan, <laughs> let's see, how's it go? I'm trying to something think about too. if you don't plan, <laughs> plan to, if you don't plan, you're going to fail to plan. You're going to plan to fail, fail to plan and you'll plan to fail. There you go. That's yes. how it goes. Okay. Say it again and I'll cut that part out. And what is one way you have recently invested in yourself? I just joined Orange Theory Fitness and I love it. I've heard so much about so that. Fun. It's, it looks really yeah. fun and hard. It, it is fun. And yeah. it's kind of strange. I'm wondering what they do, but I've found this has never happened before when I've joined a gym. I am thinking about the place and longing to be back. Is that not strange? Oh, that's awesome. You found your I thing. don't know what it is. Yeah, my friend says they must pump crack through the, the <laughs> AC vents. <laughs> they got to do something. Well, that's cool. That makes me want to go try one out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and your favorite dessert? I'm going to have to say chocolate mousse. Ooh, okay. I'm a chocolate girl. I don't know if I've ever really had chocolate mousse though. So I'm going to have to put that on my list too. Orange theory, then chocolate mousse. We'll do it in that order. (laughs) Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.